0: This is Exactly Right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host.
1: And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases.
0: Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network.
1: Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies.:
0: Like the time the sausage king of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897.
1: Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday.
0: Follow buried bones wherever you get your podcasts.:
1: Scotty, you ready? Oh, Curdy B, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh.
2: Two stray dogs cause three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of damage when they break into a texas car dealership
1: it gives me pause but i want to pet those dogs (laughs) on this brand spanking new of the bananas podcast
2: Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Bananas Podcast. I am Kurt Brownler. Over there is the man Mm -hmm. who will be petting 100 dogs
1: in 2024, Scotty Landis. That's right. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. If you want to follow my progress as I try to pet 100 unique dogs, 100 dogs with their own personalities, I'm already four down. Curtie B. was kind enough to make me a website called Scotty's Getting Petting. Dog. It's up. You can see some photos. I can't always take photos of dogs because it's weird enough to ask people to pet their dog and then to pull out a phone and go, I'm doing this for a podcast. But anyways, <laughs> Scotty's Getting Petting. Dog. It's a great thing. Um, it's encouraging us to maybe do some charitable actions for dogs. It's fantastic. And here's, here's an announcement
2: for you. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Hit me. Seattle, Mm. we're coming to you. Thank God. April 18th, the Bananas podcast is coming to Seattle. April 18th, uh, link in our stories and in our profile. Um, It's actually a nighttime
1: show. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? uh boys will show up and i just wanted to say one thing before we get into our fantastic guest thank you to all the bananas who sent holiday cards and christmas cards to our p.o. box i opened every single one and Curtie b i'm talking like 250 300 christmas cards i've seen oh my families. god uh, i mean so many we got gifts we got uh we got pajamas we got mugs. Ooh, I want pajamas. We got so much stuff. Oh, I got a pair for you, and they're XL, and they're glorious. Yeah. Um, but thank you. You can send mail. We love the USPS. You can always send us mail that doesn't explode and isn't criminal in any way to P.O. Box 39348, Los Angeles, California, 90039. Just put it to the Bananas Podcast. I'll get it. All
2: right. And I'm very excited.
1: For our mm-hmm. guest today. She's
2: been on the podcast before. True. Second timer. Second mm-hmm. timer. Uh, she as a fantastic stand-up comedian and has a album out right now on Kill Rockstar Records. Uh, mm-hmm. also my label as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. called Better Living Through Femistry. Please welcome the wonderful Andy Iwancio.
0: Hi, y'all. Well, I'm glad to be back. Well, we're <laughs> glad
1: to have you
0: back. Uh, I, I have like one update to give you since my last one. Or do you want me to save it a little bit later?
2: No, give it to us now. Far oh, this away shit from the hip.
0: Time. <laughs> so I think I I think I mentioned this to Scotty and you before, but this will be on the pod. Uh Heck yeah. when you had the banana phone, you befriended somebody by the name of Kirsten, and that is uh somebody who worked at the Baltimore School for the Arts. Yes. That I went to for two years. And then Kirsten Rook, uh, Kirsten Rook reached out to me and let me know that she had heard the episode and that like a bunch of the Baltimore school for the arts people had too, and they, uh, started following all my comedy and then coming to my shows when I came into Baltimore. And the last time I I flunked out of, uh, Baltimore school for the arts, just like also like Tupac Shakur. So Mm. I'm actually, I think I'm I'm doing better flunked out. Um, But the last time I went uh, to Baltimore, I got to tour. The Baltimore School for the Arts, and they gave me yeah. an alumni mug and an alumni magnet. Fantastic. So I have officially graduated <laughs> from a high school I flunked out of because of the Bananas Podcast. Yes, oh, congratulations!
1: What an achievement! That is and, such a that is
2: such a uh, bananas story because it's like two of the our our most popular cities is Baltimore and Portland, yeah. and we've I'm, united the two of them.
0: I'm uh, I'm going to just I'm 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 on here the second time, and what I'm hoping for is the uh, Community College of Baltimore County gives me my associate's degree.
1: Baltimore County Community College, or as they say in Maryland, UCLA University of Catonsville, Left of Arbutus. It's,
0: um, it's our, a prestigious
1: our- university.
0: I will settle for being on the front cover of the community college catalog, you know, possibly hanging out with four other diverse people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right, just walking in front of a stone church that's not even on that campus, just just in inclusive diversity somehow at every university. it's very odd how that happens.
0: And there's four of us pointing at a textbook like, you know, four. Separate people do on a sidewalk, smiling and pointing. <laughs> Amen
2: to that. That's all I did in college. I just kept pointing at textbooks.
1: Yep. I would get together with just three people of different races and just sit at a bench in the fall and point at a textbook. I and I'd d-
0: laugh and laugh. That's, that's back when you had diversity on the community college tech uh, catalog. And I think they do that at TSA now, they got like one of everybody it's just they got trans people now i saw a trans person when i uh i'm trans too i feel like i need to say that i wasn't just pointing somebody out they had a pronoun (laughs) pin and i was like oh that's great (laughs)
1: yeah at umass part of my like to graduate i had diversity requirements and i had to take classes that fell and that included just taking like spanish or any of those but yeah i had to hit diversity requirements and i Looking back, that seems very progressive, but also very odd that it was like we're forcing you into diversity. But for (laughs) a lot of people, that's probably the only way to get them in there. Yeah, I I support it. Um, Do you go to? You support diversity? (laughs) (laughs) Kurt supports diversity. We want that to be known right at the top of the episode.
2: He's anybody. Pop- I don't want anybody saying I don't support it, because I do. I'm on record. If anybody comes at me, I'm on record. I That's
0: I right. mean, you do have a popped collar, but you're diver- you are bringing diversity, and I want to say the two seems like separate things, but you're bringing it together.
2: <laughs> nope. I have a popped collar on my Zaddy jacket that I bought at uh, Costco, and yes. it is bringing me great joy. It looks great. Uh, it's a 19.99 steal from mm. Costco, and it is. It looks. It looks great, and the and the reason I ne- and the and I know exactly why it was sold at Costco and why such a nice jacket was there, is because the <laughs> the pockets where you would put your hands are like slightly on my back. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to put my hands in the pockets, I have to reach my hands farther back, like past where the armholes are. And yes. that's where
0: the pocket holes start. <laughs> yes. And, like it ne- and it needs to be said, if people can't see this, that the two front pockets on the front of the shirt mm-hmm. or the sweatshirt look like they're so far out, they count as cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank
2: you. It's a good look. <laughs> Thank you. It's Here good. it is. Yes, sir. Two stray dogs caused three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of damage when they broke into a Texas car dealership. This video is. It is one of the most beautiful videos I've ever seen. Good. Uh, I will read a little bit. This was on Business Insider. Uh, Two this dogs was, in a car dealership. Great. <laughs> this was written by the just the Associated Press. Uh, That's right. Thank you, Associated Press. Here it is. A pair of strays have landed in the doghouse after being caught on video, causing more than a quarter million dollars worth of damage at a Houston car dealership. One dog, described as a bull-terrier mix, was captured in early December, and the second, whose breed was not immediately known, was caught December 31st, KTRK-TV reported. Both dogs are being held by the Houston Animal Control Shelter Bark the dogs were captured on surveillance video, scratching the paint, and tearing the bumpers off of vehicles in the lot oh, at G Motors. Crap. Okay. They believe that the dogs entered the lot by crawling under a fence, and they were chasing stray cats that were hiding under the vehicles. Quote: Classic dog stuff. That's classic, classic dog it's stuff. It's classic. And we have never seen something like this. Dogs attacking cars and causing damage, Corey, told KTRK. Um... One, I just want to. I just want all my customers to know that everything is taken care of, and you know, we feel for these dogs to be honest, but they're in good hands, so we don't have to worry about them right now. They can be adopted or whatever the city of Houston wants to do. Yeah, <laughs> I love when he to? just says that. What do they want to do? So, the video is it is amazing. First off, these dogs, not super big dogs, not like not the dog you would imagine, not, a not like a giant dog who is ripping an actual bumper off of a fully (laughs) off the car. So there's one, and the the video like at the news, uh, like the KTRK video is the interviews, cut in interviews with the guys. And they're like, it seems like it's the, like the light brown dog is the one who l- loves the bumpers, and then the mm-hmm. black dog is just barking them on. And you see in the video that it's just one little black dog. He he's up on the hood, and then this brown dog, and he's just barking at the at the brown dog like go 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 go, and the brown dog is just rip it just grabbing underneath the bumper and pulling and pulling and pulling until the bumper comes clean off. And then they go to another car and just start (laughs) doing it to another car. They did it to like a dozen cars. That's incredible. Isn't that amazing? And it was just the one brown dog. The other dog was just on top of the car, barking at him, like telling him, just his hype
0: man, like rip it off, rip it off,
2: rip it off. (laughs)
0: Listen, if we've learned one thing from the sixties, we need to, we need to prosecute the dog on the hood and not the one tearing the bumpers (laughs) off. After Manson, (laughs) we need to hold the other one responsible.
1: This also makes me realize that I could rip a bumper off a car, which is something I never really considered possible. This little, it's a, it's a, it's not a big dog. It's not a big dog.
2: I think you could, if you just, I think you'd need gloves on. I'm surprised the dog didn't cut his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe Diddy didn't care, but it does also make sense that it was like a stray cat hiding underneath the car and he decided the way to get to him was to slowly rip the car apart.
0: I'm I'm sure my anarchist friends are already making this video into a statement about capitalism. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they need to. And that's, I can't wait to watch this video. Is it uh is it on AP? Can I go to Associated yes. Press? Oh heck yeah. I'm gonna and watch we this will, and we'll just laugh my it, buns uh, off.
2: We will post it on the Instagram, The Bananas Podcast, if you want to go over and sign up for that.
0: Uh, did they see what the dogs' names were?
2: They, they're they strays, so they didn't have dogs, so they called them Little Brown Dog and Little Black Dog.
1: I want to <laughs> pet those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody adopt those dogs. One, get the Hype Man Dog, if it was the Black Dog. Get, get, yeah. That dog's going to cheer you on no matter what. If you start Pilates class, that dog's going to be outside looking <laughs> through the window, barking
0: you That's on. Yeah, this is a... That dog's a personal trainer. Like yes. you're definitely going to be doing burpees because the dog told you. <laughs> Not unlike the son of Sam. Another. <laughs> I just I'm just going to bring everything back to serial killers. That's, That's just Half what I'm doing this time.
1: bananas. It's a very smart thing to do with this crowd. <laughs> uh, when I first moved to LA, like maybe a month or two in, I lived walking distance to Elysian Park, which is a great park you can go visit our farting benches that Kurt and I put up in there. Um, It's a great place to fart. Uh, I had a friend call me in hysterics. She had a new dog. She had a puppy and an old dog, like a 12-year-old dog, same type of dog. And she called me, like, crying, saying that the old one ran away from her on a walk in Elysian Park and, like, could I come and help? I said, sure. Like, so I'm looking for this dog. And I, I hurry and I find her, and she's so upset. She's carrying her puppy and we're calling this dog's name. We're calling this dog's mm. name. And, you know, she's calling friends. And it was chipped, but it didn't have, like, an Apple Air tag. It didn't have any of that stuff to, like, track uh-huh. it. And so she kind of was like, what do you think's going to happen? And, you know, you don't want to be like, you don't want to say anything negative. So I'm like, it'll work out. It'll work out. And we take this long walk. And she said, like, it was 15 minutes into the walk. It was hot as hell that day. And the dog, who was like off leash and a very good dog, just sprinted away in another direction. And when we walked back to her car, it took, like I said, like, I don't know, maybe half an hour of looking and screaming for this dog. Another half hour of like telling people about it. And then we get back to the car. The dog was sitting on the bumper in the shade. (laughs) The dog just did not want to walk anymore and was like, nope. And just yeeted back to the car and sat on her bumper on the shady side of her car. Wait, no. Like a wise old man.
2: And the dog knew her
1: car. The dog ran away from her, back to the car <laughs> to sit in the shade. It was like I am not walking in this desert hellscape. The young did, one can do it.
0: What's the What's the dog's names? Did you? I don't want you... to
1: give the names because I th- they I, might be famous dogs. They might oh. be well known dogs. This is correct. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm googling. Uh, but that they way. were they were classic old man dog names. I'll say that. Um, I
2: have Zelda is our dog and she just turned 11 and um, she in her old age she's just become so much more vocal um, Mm -hmm. about everything and so you know Lauren and I work from home so we're always just there with the dog and it's it's become this weird thing because if you make Eye contact with Zelda, Zelda will then not stop like crying to like have you play. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And so, like, we'll do it once or twice a day, but you have to continue writing and you have to keep working. And so, it's this weird thing now where the dog, I'll have to track where the dog is in the room. (laughs) And then, if I'm like looking (laughs) around, just make sure to not look in that corner because the moment you look wherever the dog is, it's like, ah, 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 and it's just like really insistent until you like get up and play with her. Um, and it's just me, it's just come on in the last year that she like started this.
0: Me and my partner Linus moved into a new house that has a cat, Hell yeah. and We have, we already had like a, we have that thing that couples should have when they've been together a long enough time, we make noises at each other. Mm-hmm. It used to be, it used to be bird noises. We'd go Rasha, Rasha, and then we would recall recall. That's how we could tell if we're home or somebody yeah. broke in. But like we started making cat noises, and we would go brow 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 brow, and then Linus says we brow brow, brow 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 and we could tell we were both home. But now we there's a really vocal cat in the house that will come down the stairs like the th- <laughs> like like it's a cruising couple like threes company comes down the stairs. <laughs> (laughs) and gives this very like brow it's this very like we want to have a swingers situation but the cat has my favorite thing is the cat knows it can play us for pets more than other people in the house who have already been too smart the cat will come up and just put one hand one paw on top of your hand like it's an intervention (laughs) just like brow (laughs) like a neat we need to talk and then we just pet the cat but then like it's in our side room and our axolotl is now eyeing us for not giving the axolotl attention and is watching us pet the cat and it's a whole weird situation oh. we, uh, we, we've got a whole poly family going on right now and we need to talk out boundaries <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Laurel yeah. Bristol also has a uh, an axolotl oh, Olive what's is obsessed that? with axolotls right now
0: Ours is named Ged, which I didn't know was a reference to Earthsea, which is a series of like fantasy books. And every time I tell somebody, they're like Ged, and they're like, "Oh, like Earthsea," and I'm like, "Every time." Andy,
2: no. every
0: time, yeah, every, every single time. <laughs> every single time.
2: I'm a I'm well, a highly doubt everyone's like, "Oh, the Earth series."
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> not every time. You two are from Baltimore. Also, you so.
2: live in Portland, so maybe it is every time. I'm in
0: Seattle, right? <laughs> oh, we Seattle. know a little Seattle. bit more. But we're all, we're all from both you two and me grew up in Baltimore. So we know GED as a GED, not yeah. GED, mm-hmm. but are an option out of high school but That's anyway right. in That's seattle cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, you, you everyone thinks three's company sorry you mentioned three's company which is so funny because i was watching i have um, a digital antenna on a tv and in la you get like 70 channels and Whoa. they start great they start cbs <laughs> nbc fox ktla Watchable channels. Then you get Buzzer, which is only game shows. And then you get into all the different... You get 10 Korean channels, 10 Armenian channels, <laughs> 10 Russian channels. And you go up the line. And they have this one that just... I swear to God, all it does is play Three's Company. And I don't know if you've watched Three's Company lately, but when it was Mr. Roper, not Mr. Furley was their neighbor. You yeah. talked about like a neighbor yeah. coming Yeah. Down. There are... It became a bit where Mr. Roper <laughs> would make fun of the the main three, the three that are company, and then turn and look directly into camera and laugh. Like, <laughs> he would break the fourth wall, and he would be like, um, yeah, I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm not going to do that, and then turn, look into camera, and, like, bounce his shoulders and, <laughs>
0: and it Just became. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember the shoulders. I don't remember him staring at the camera. I just all, you know, Dead I just always... I think that's, like, that era of the... G- Somebody would just come in, say their catchphrase, and it's a solid like minute of people clapping. Yes.
1: (laughs) I'm going to find clips of this. It's got to be on YouTube. But yeah, Mr. Roper would just make a joke and then turn, sometimes turn fully around and look at the camera behind him and just start laughing. And the audience just would go wild. We need to get back to that.
2: We really do. I would love that. There is not enough breaking of the fourth wall in sitcoms anymore. Nope.
0: I, 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 I remember that sitcom having the most innuendo. Yes. If it's the one, yeah, the most innuendo yes. I'd see just like in the middle of the day when I was sick home from school. Yes. And just watching this, like, Randy. Let's use the word Randy because that's like the arrow you use, Randy, like Benny mm-hmm. Hill or. <laughs> yeah,
1: just horny that... 70s and 80s comedy. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Probably best left in the past. As seasons change and temperatures fluctuate, it can be hard to find the perfect setup for sleep. Let the Banana Boys introduce you to Miracle Made, which uses silver-infused fabrics to create temperature-regulating bedding. They help you sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. If temperature regulation wasn't enough for you, come on! The silver infused in these sheets also prevents 99.7% of bacterial growth. That means they stay clean three times longer than other sheets. Your skin will thank you. And you're not sacrificing comfort or quality. Miracle-Made sheets are as luxurious as five-star hotels without the hefty price tag. You wanna stay cool at night. When I put these sheets on, Miracle-Made sheets, I feel cool as a cucumber while I'm sawing logs all night long. They're wonderful sheets, I highly recommend them. Go to trymiracle.com bananas to try Miracle-Made sheets today. Whether you're buying them for yourself, a gift for a loved one, maybe a boss that you think is going to fire you. If you order today, you can save over 40% if you use our promo, Bananas, at checkout, and you'll get three free towels and save an additional 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you aren't 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle MiracleMade. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Bananas and use the code Bananas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash Bananas to treat yourself. Thank you, MiracleMade, for sponsoring this episode of Bananas. Anywho, here's one for you. This uh, Kate Donald sent this in. Thank you, Kate. Paul Bosco sent this in. Mm-hmm. And so did hundreds and hundreds of bananamals. Uh This was... Channel 6, WBRC.com, written by that swinging WBRC staff. Best in the biz. Man strips, jumps into fish tank at Bass Pro Shops in Alabama. Woohoo! Fantastic. Fantastic. This was in Leeds, Alabama. For bananas around the world, or international bananas, Alabama is one of the most unknown states. It um, is. I agree with that. People, it's in the South. It's in the Deep South. Uh, Gulf Shores is a very nice beach, but basically, it's football, Talladega. That's it. Like it's a, it's a very unknown state. Catfish. And, uh, the catfish. Ooh, you get some fried catfish. This might. This guy might have just been trying to put them on the map. A man is in custody in Leeds, Alabama, and facing multiple charges after stripping and jumping into a fish tank at the Bass Pro Shops in Leeds. All right. The incident happened Thursday night when the suspect struck a pole in the store's parking lot in a car. Police say he then stripped down, completely nude, ran into the store, and jumped into their fish tank. And this is like a huge fish tank. Like, I don't know. 10,000 gallons, let's say. It's humongous, and he's fully nude, and he was hanging out with the bass. The 42-year-old man, uh, which is definitely a grown man. Uh, When I first read this, I'm like, college prank, classic stuff. This is going to be so funny. And then I'm like, no, this is a grown man who could have a 21-year-old son easily. The 42-year-old man stood under the waterfall briefly leaving the tank to berate the police who had been called to the scene before returning to the water.
2: <laughs>
1: I okay. like it. Yeah, I like it that he's berating. He's like, what
2: do you guys want? Huh? Leave me alone. I'm just taking a bath.
0: <laughs> taking a bath with the here bass. Here. It's very was supposed to do it. <laughs> it's a very natural thing. He's returned to the water once he came. Yep. <laughs> also, I,
1: I Every time I've been in one of these places, I'm like, it would be fun as yeah. hell to jump in that thing. Every time. It would.
0: Be. I can't. I can't remember. I. I think I saw this story. Was it unrelated to? I. I saw an article. It was maybe an unrelated Bass Pro fishing shop where somebody got caught in like a planter like their whole body was lodged in a planter. Was this the same guy or? I, I don't think it was the same guy, but that was also in Alabama,
1: I believe. Yeah, he got half his body stuck in a vase and then he got pulled out and his pants came off. He was indignant. That guy was like, you're like, you got stuck in here, bud. It was <laughs> I just
2: saw a video on Instagram
1: of a drunk guy at a wedding
2: who got into a vase and then got yes. stuck. And he was also very indignant. He was like wasted and just being like, look, yeah, I He's, like, very mad at people, like, I can't stand up. He's like, you're going to have to get a hammer. Like, so (laughs) snotty about it. And then they just had to hammer the vase apart.
0: (laughs) I I feel like it's a challenge to a dude's masculinity to get taken down by something so feminine. Yes. (laughs) So immediately they're indignant about this. How dare I get trapped in this? Yes. (laughs) This woman hole?
1: <laughs> yeah, also, it's like, I would have just started calling it Vaz. Vase. I, I, Vaz vase and Vase, it's like, as America, we just need to figure out. I was working on a show once, and we were, we're in a big, dumb mansion. We were going to shoot at uh, this location, and half the crew was calling it a foyer, and half was calling it a foyer, what, yeah. and finally the director, this guy Kyle, was like, all right, everybody, stop right now. Are we calling this location the foyer or the foyer? And we all did a raise of hands, and we ended up on foyer. And we were like, "Okay, now no more foyer. It's foyer." I feel like we need to do that with vase and
0: vase. Oh no, that's. I think that's that happened with that article. Is that like uh, w- one of the articles was calling it a vase, and the other one was calling it like it was clearly a large planter that was a vase, right. but they called it an urn, Weird. which uh-huh. A plant just, urn, <laughs> yeah, it was it's like trying to masculine it up, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. then it just sounds like you got in you just fucked up a funeral. <laughs> yes, very
1: impressive in its own way. here we go the forty two year old man then stood under the waterfall briefly leaving the tank to break the police who had been called to the scene before he returned to the water. The man then <laughs> eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium, fell onto the floor, and gave police a chance to nab him. The man was reportedly in the water for a little over five minutes before police arrived. That's a good swim. That's a good swim. Good.
2: Five minutes? Hell yeah! Five
1: minutes of, cl- and he's just holding on to the front. His legs are out. He is, you know, naked as the day he was born. Uh, police. Uh, he was taken into custody by Leeds Police and transported to an area hospital. While in the police car, he also damaged the back door of the vehicle. Yes. He is facing the following charges. I. I mean, good for. Uh, best in the Biz, Channel 6, WBRC.com, for just listing with bullet points the charges this gentleman is facing. <laughs> Public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, two counts of criminal mischief one, two counts of reckless endangerment. Uh, he's. Uh, they got That's him. Great. But he, At least he
2: lived the dream. I was I was wondering if there was going to be any count of like abuse of an animal. Um, because there are living animals in there, there but I guess he did not, uh, I he did not harass any bass.
0: But like what, what constitutes public lewdness in a state like Alabama? It seems that like it would just be any sock that's below the knee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he was, if he had been wearing a crimson tied hat in that pool, they would have been like, that's fine. That's honestly kick-ass, dude. You that,
2: that's honestly awesome. We're pretty if, psyched
1: about that.
0: If, he'd tide, come out brother. Of, if he did come out of there with a holding, like, a guard, they would have just been like, you know what? Charges drop. Charges drop. If he was
2: just going noodling and he just came out with just a fish on his arm, like, with his hand down its throat.
0: I'll be honest. I like the idea of like a southern Caso Benita where you have a guy yes. jump nude into a Bass Pro fishing shop display. Yes. I mean, I like it. I like it.
1: I think that's a great idea, especially if you could shoot like um, non-lethals at the guy in there. So you just <laughs> dive and then everybody's just firing away at somebody. That would be... <laughs> really fun. Yeah, uh,
0: there's like a little hidden cave with like a moonshine distillery. You know, like know. all the Casa Bonita stuff, but updated for like Alabama.
1: <laughs> it's shocking there hasn't been a branded content horror movie of zombies in a Bass Pro Outfitters or Cabela's. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's shocking that that doesn't exist. There was
2: a large section in uh, Stuber.
1: Um, uh, I saw Stuber with you.
2: Yes, yeah, Stuber has, like, a big section in a Bass Pro Shop. Or at least they did in the script. I don't know. Maybe it did not make it into the movie.
1: I think so. I think it did. I, I went down to Mississippi, which, for our international animals, touches Alabama, Um I was in Purvis, Mississippi. I was dating Purvis. a woman there about fifteen or so years ago. It was my first time visiting, and her sisters, uh, her older sister's husband, was a bit of a, a good old boy redneck, and I could tell he was sizing me up to see who this, you know, this Yankee from Brooklyn, what he was up to. Uh, I could feel it the whole day. But they invited me. Uh, it was really hot to go swimming. There was a zip line over the Black Creek, which is nearby. <laughs> And so when we get there, it's this actually really pretty area deep in the woods. And it had like a sandy beach, but then it was just a creek. It was like bigger than a stream, smaller than a river. No big deal. And the zip line was just an upside down um, BMX handlebars on a wire. So there's no like pulley or there's – it's just you get on one end. It's just metal on metal, and then you drop into three and a half feet of –
2: Oh, so you – and literally the, the, the handlebars just come off with you when you drop.
1: Well, they clang at the end, but then there's oh, they're re- actually on. They're on yeah. the metal. Okay, that's right. So it was, you know, it was fun. I did it a couple of times because again, I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to make a good. Uh, I'm trying to present myself well. And I'm like, are there gators in here? And they're like, yeah, could be, definitely could be. There probably are. <laughs> um, and so they, the whole family's out there, and there's a little guy. There's like a one-year-old kid in a diaper, and he's swimming. And at some point, the little kid trips and falls in the sand and gets sand all over his little wet body and he just loses it. Because, you know, that's pretty uncomfortable. It totally is. I And I'm like sitting in the water. I'm like, this is my chance to show solidarity to this kid and win everybody over and get a laugh. So I, I walk over and I just face plant all the way, arms out, like sand angel, face down, stand up and I'm just covered head, like face to feet in sand. And immediately, I'm like, this may have been a bad choice. The little kid sees me and just starts screaming and crying louder, like <laughs> no, scared to no. death of the sand monster. All the like brothers and sisters and in-laws are looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? And I'm like, oh, okay, this, this was the wrong choice. Oh, no. I, so I just like quickly like scurry back into the water, dunk myself a couple times, wash it off. And I was like, okay. Everybody seemed to move on. Nobody laughed. Nobody thought it was interesting or entertaining at all. (laughs) People thought Uh, you made a mistake. (laughs) People were like, this guy's a crazy person. Why is she dating this monster from the north? And... uh, they didn't say anything else for this today, but then every single time I visited, for the, like maybe three more times, he would bring it. The brother-in-law would bring it up every single time of how weird it was, how it scared the shit out of the kid. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> "Wow, I really." So now you know you you made an impression. Choices I made huge impression. Maybe the kid is still afraid of sand. Who knows?
0: I- I like to think that it's like a southern northern thing. they <laughs> are like, don't bring your Pratt Falls down here. We're like, we like pies to the face and nothing else. Bring the ground to us. We're not going to the ground. I'll tell we you prefer- what. You answer of iron like a phone.
1: We're laughing.
0: We're laughing out loud.
2: <laughs> you got a fun. You got a pun. We'll take a pun any day. But Pratt Falls, get them
0: out. Get you got springy. Here. You got springy eyes coming off of those glasses. <laughs> That's a northern thing. That steel is from Pittsburgh. Don't bring that. Don't bring that down here.
1: <laughs> That's what it felt like in every way. A true nightmare.
0: I, we always, uh, growing up in Baltimore, we always had like uh, rope swings. Were always like this mythical thing. Yes. Like it was. It was always like a friend of a friend yeah, of a friend's buddy who put yes. it up, and then it was just like. Never the amount of water that it should be. No, I don't it was think never. It was, that was the
2: same with Jersey. It was never the amount of water, and the rope was never long enough.
0: I, it was always like I was always like some pirate ship looking rope, and I just no idea where it came from. It was as you know, as mythical and urban legend.
2: We That's we right. literally had a rope swing. There's a place called Ecom Evans, which was a military base around the corner from my house um, in Wall. It was in Wall, New Jersey, and there was a <laughs> right off the road, right off Marconi Road, sure. was just like a pipe, and the pipe came uh, under the road and then emptied into what was probably less than three feet deep, <laughs> That's all and and. Like maybe six feet across and four feet wide. And someone was like, rope swing. Oh yeah, (laughs) rope swing. (laughs) And it was like this short little rope you would swing for a a a mil like four milliseconds. Six inches. Yeah. And then drop in and then quickly like bring your feet to your chest because you didn't want to like break your back. That's right.
0: Yeah. There's there's only just runoff from a from a military base. Oh, that was, I mean, that's growing up in Baltimore. I could never, we grew up near Herring Run and I could never figure out where a run was in the amount of water. Like, is it above a stream or below? I know it's below a river. I don't know if it's above a stream. I think it's a little bit above a stream. I think
2: it's below a stream and above a creek.
0: And I, much like, much like apartment complexes on apartment complexes and condos on the East Coast, it was. Herring Run has never had herring. No fish named after an apartment complex has ever been near that apartment complex.
1: <laughs> you also just don't hear run that many places. That's, a, that's like a very mid Atlantic term. You yeah. don't really see, but like so many subdivisions are like something run, Willow Run, th- Thoroughbred Run.
0: I, I. Anytime I would bring it up, somebody's like, "Herring, don't run," and I'm just like, "I'm well aware." (laughs) aware." We know.
1: We're just trying to rope swing, dude. So shut up. (laughs) Shut
0: up. (laughs) I I was just I was just listening to your other episode, uh, Scotty, and I heard that you would do a front flip, and I like for some reason I was going to City College, and the bus stop I got off on. Was at Clifton Park, and this is all local for mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe y'all know, but it was like mm-hmm. a golf course. And for whatever reason, I decided to amuse the people on the bus by doing a front flip onto the golf course every time I got off the bus. Yeah. So much like you, I chose the front flip. You chose flip.
1: comedy. Yeah. You chose to do a backsplat front flip, which it's still, again, they hate it in Mississippi, but they can't get enough in Vermont. <laughs> 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 all right. Let me give
2: let me let me tease this into a break here, tease this into kiddos. A break. Western Australian woman, sixty-two, permitted to have sperm removed from her
1: dead husband, as she should. All right, come back for more on bananas, man. And of course, bananimals
2: remember that it's time to put a little magic back into snack time. We're not talking boring bars and stuff like that. We're talking about a delicious bowl of cereal. Packed with protein and flavor, Magic Spoon's variety pack includes reimagined versions of your favorite childhood cereals, a cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack is also high in protein with 13 to 14 complete grams and has zero grams of sugar, thanks to Magic Spoon's sweet little blend of monk fruit and allulose. Plus, if you're gluten, grain, or soy-free, Magic Spoon is too. I, you know when I like to eat Magic Spoon? I like to eat Magic Spoon right when dinner just hasn't been enough for me. That's my favorite time to dig in. When dinner's just been a little too light, or when I've made food for the children, and then I have nothing for myself, I go for a little Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash bananas to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use your promo code bananas at checkout to get $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Start the year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com bananas and use the code bananas to get $5 off. And, folks, we are back. Scotty, got any shout-outs?
1: I do. Um, murder banana? A. Laura, which is E-H dash Laura. A. Laura is how she helped me pronounce the name. Wants to shout out her irksome baby brother, Patrick, who launched his own vintage shop called Keep Livin' Vintage that supplies vintage clothing for all genders and also stuff for around the house in Goffstown, New Hampshire. You can check out Patrick's shop at Keep Living Vintage on Instagram. That's oh, yeah. Livin' without a G. Keep Just like petton and Scotty's website. <laughs> God, he's getting pet and dot dog. Uh Jesse Zamora wants to shout out his brother Alex Zamora for starting his own videography company that films real estate with drones. That's cool. Oh, hell yeah. Alex is absolutely killing it. His company is called Cinefly. And realtor bananimals. And we have quite a few. Stop taking pictures of yourself for billboards and bus stops. Uh, mm-hmm. we're cool with it we'll just want the house and hire <laughs> alex at Cinefly Films on instagram instead congrats alex. and That's i bet you idea. you know
2: what i bet you he can do he can do an overshot of the house from mm. 200 feet up zoom down and just fly that thing right through the front door wow. fly through all the rooms and right out the back door perfect wow. for instagram folks wow. i don't know if he can do that i'm just saying he probably can
1: i
0: bet. I, I, I guess I should. Uh, this is my tiny shout out, <laughs> Scotty. When you your petting dogs thing, my friend has an Instagram called Eric pointing at cats. My friend in <laughs> my friend in New York, uh, his girlfriend uh, are not photos. Like uh, takes pictures of him pointing at cats in bodegas, <laughs> and Fantastic. I'm like. I find myself going to it a lot, but it reminds me a lot. I don't think you, I, I you know, I'm not saying that you ripped off the idea or this is a knockoff of it. You know, it is a New York thing, so I'm of, I'm, I'm, tending to support you more, Scotty. So it's fine. Um, you can support, there, you can support all
1: animals. There's That's room what we're about, there's room for all ideas here in this world. God <laughs> gave me two hands for a reason: one to point at cats and one to pet. Good boy dogs. Uh, Cheyenne, uh, who sends so many great stories. Cheyenne, uh, we've Wonderlusters has sent so many stories, wants to shout herself out for being two years alcohol-free. Congratulations. Congratulations. And similarly, and equally impressive, Sarah Washburn is 1,000 days sober, uh, consecutive days sober. Nice. (laughs) That's an important distinction, I guess uh that is incredible go for 2000 we say and for any bananas who are trying to sober up you can always try to dry 69 uh if you go 69 days without drinking and you really do it you're very honest i will send you a bumper sticker that says i've mastered the dry 69 (laughs) yes that's all i got pretty b
0: i'm about seven months into not drinking and how's it going uh, good. I've gotten really into fake beers, which like it's the like industry of fake beers has really sprung up. People mm. are really turning to it the really non-alcoholic is. ones. There is a Victoria. lot.
2: I just, I, there was like, I went to the, like a local liquor store here and it was one entire case of the, of the five cases they had was non-alcoholic beers. And I was like, this is really exploded.
0: I the one that the one that's always I will say the thing that's confusing to me is the non-alcoholic uh liquors they have Mm non-alcoholic liquors which I'm I'm a little confused by but I'm I I I'm always annoyed that there isn't like a 22 of fake beer you know like I guess it's not really a fake beer is not really an impulse buy right (laughs) You aren't just like randomly at a convenience store and you're like, I'm going to get so fucking sober tonight. I'm (laughs) like, going to church. (laughs) No, but also,
2: you just want to have something in your hand and be drinking something. That's all. A double deuce would be perfect for that.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of really uh, best day brewing out of Portland. I'm not from Portland. (laughs) I don't know why I need to clarify. Uh, Best day brewing out of Portland just has a really good IPA, but, I mean, it's mostly athletic. uh, IPA has been good.
2: All right. You Uh, you guys want to hear about this uh, story here?
1: Please.
2: Uh, Western Australian woman permitted to have sperm removed from her dead husband. This is more fascinating than it is... Uh, hilar- uh, hilarious <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, This was in The Guardian And it was written by Royce Kermel loves. Whoa uh, Best Kerm- in the business Definitely <laughs> Royce uh, Kermy Loves Maybe kermeloves Loves uh, Here it is Sounds cool A 62 year old woman Has been given permission By the Western Australian Supreme Court To remove sperm From her dead husband for possible use In possumus fertilization the woman made an urgent court application after the death of her 61 mm-hmm. year old husband late last year her husband's body was taken to sir charles Gardner hospital but the court heard the woman was forced to apply for an order after the hospital did not promptly make a designated officer available to handle her request for sperm to be removed from her husband's body and stored while it still remained viable <clears throat> hearing the application the next day The court heard the the couple Um, since uh, the testing, the man's sperm found it remained viable. Uh, The court heard that a 20-year-old cousin has volunteered to be a surrogate for the couple in an IVF procedure, but they lived overseas, and the woman said she believed that the couple would have been legally required to live in the country for a period of time before going ahead Work commitments pandemic- Um, The death of the woman's mother-in-law meant the couple missed the opportunity to move. In granting the application, Judge Fiona Seward allowed the woman to remove the sperm but not use it, as that would require a separate court order. Um, Western Australian does not currently allow posthumous fertilization. To take the next step and use the material, the woman must apply to have it transferred to another jurisdiction that allowed the procedure. Hmm. This is fascinating.
1: Um. I'm, okay. I'm sure. Lawyers would understand this. Is the idea that like if you did do this, if you got knocked up with your dead husband's sperm, that you could yeah. then maybe and had a child that you could maybe be entitled to something that you wouldn't have already as just the wife?
2: I know. I mm-hmm. think it's. I think it's literally that they can't consent. I think that's all it is legally. Um, hey, uh,
0: they're dead. I, I, you're so pro-life that you're willing to suck sperm out of a dead corpse i'm saying keep that baby that's a miracle baby let's not talk about god putting a baby in in mary let's talk about someone sucking them (laughs) (laughs) i think they probably did it it
2: surgically i don't think they sucked it out Get the wet dry vac out of the
0: shed and go, all right, what's this guy's name? Tony, here we go. (laughs) Uh, There's probably an Australian guy. He's used to just sucking poison out of everybody's bites because it's Australian. Everything bites. That's
2: what they're always doing. It's just a guy. He's there. He's ready to go. That's all I do,
0: mate. It's... It's Western Australia. There's probably like a finite amount of sperm on that coast. I. That's the only thing I could think, right? Maybe I mean, it's no rare. Idea.
2: I've never <laughs> been. I've never been to like Perth or anything, but I've always wanted to go. I hear it's very much like the
1: Wild West. Can't wait to go. We got to go. <laughs> I would love I to tour Australia. Oh my gosh, I know. But yeah, so I, it, to me, it's like... I miss. I'm missing something here because to me okay. it seems totally fine. I'm like, yes, she was oh, married yeah. to the guy. She wanted a kid. It wasn't working out. He died tragically. She wants a kid. That, yeah. that all seems good. No, and it all seems good. From the good guy's point right. of view, it's
0: like he's dead. Yeah, I, he he might have also signed up for it pre-death. I think the thing is about the legality of there was a window in which they could do it, and they were right. not allowed it. And maybe he already signed off on it or gave a nod when he was passing away or. But also think about the fact that there is a law about it,
2: that there's a law. Right. Stopping posthumous fertilization, which means that someone wrote the law, which means that this is like something that they've had to deal with before yeah, in the past happened. and that there's other places that have already had to deal with it. And we're like, yeah, no, we're super down with it. Come on over to to Georgia. It comes to Georgia.
1: It's in Central Australia. It's right in the middle. <laughs> That's Good so luck trying
0: to Google the laws on any of this. <laughs> I think it's
1: a miracle. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, i
0: some very really interesting
1: Videos.
2: I mean, like, I'm not excited that the woman's husband died. That's obviously <laughs> sad.
1: But we uh, not I'm, excited about that. We no. love diversity, and we are not excited about dead husbands.
2: You heard me Just, say I support diversity earlier, right? Everybody. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wait to wait till that child asks for the birds and the
2: bees talk. <laughs> yeah. just birds. Just birds.
1: Just birds. <laughs> huh. Why
0: was
2: it the birds and the bees cuz it doesn't you it seems like you would choose you would choose two animals that at least had like visible penises and vaginas to talk to kids about. <laughs> birds and the bees instead you're going to talk to him about one animal that has just a a slot that is an everything slot a cloaca that's a bird Mm -hmm. and then a bee is just a what i don't even know how do they just pop off a part of themselves and a new bee grows yeah there's this doesn't none of these animals it should be like the monkeys and the dogs and that should be the talk
0: I, I feel like the birds and the bees, uh, I think just, you know, it's natural. And also that's where all the porn was, was just in the woods.
1: <laughs> that's
0: a bolt. I like it's just because
1: birds and the bees are in the woods and that's where porn is. I'm pretty sure it's because birds and bees pollinate flowers. And okay, so, fine. I think the birds I, and the bees are both the ding-dongs and then the flower is the... I think it's the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees, So right?
2: birds they and must... bees are penises and flowers are vaginas? That's, That's what, what I you think? think. That's oh,
0: what that makes more now. sense?
2: I mean, slightly. Slightly <laughs> more sense.
1: It's just A cool.
0: furry, fat,
1: flying penis. <laughs> My mom taught health and wellness, so we, we had no birds and the bees. We just got down to the facts. Of oh, yeah. What
0: happens?
2: I had a coloring book, I think.
1: That's all you need.
0: I only made it to second year art school. We didn't even draw the birds and the bees. We just got to the blocks, the vases, and the drapery.
1: (laughs) Which also is a sex talk. That's true.
0: (laughs) That's a non binary sex talk.
1: (laughs) Andy, where did you film your special?
0: Uh, I did it in Eastburn and Portland. That is a uh, really. Uh, No. <laughs> Stop doing Portland's this, own. Okay. Andy wants you This is considered slander. That is like <laughs> saying I'm from Arbutus when I'm from Baltimore. Don't <laughs> dare do this. You know what this means. All right, Seattle, <laughs> Seattle.
2: where did you record
0: it? <laughs> uh, I did record it in Portland at the Eastburn, which is a really great bar, and I can recommend a few. I can recommend a few venues down in uh, Portland. But yeah, oh, yeah. I recorded at the Eastburn and it's like this really great basement kind of room and it gave this old school kind of sound to the to the recording which That's really cool. felt like it fit the label mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't i went back and listened to your album kurt not pick i was just like now i'm like on a label and i feel rec- i feel like i need to support the other people mm-hmm. on the label it's nice to do yeah i i think i asked you kurt i was like are they good and you were like yeah <laughs> as if you were gonna tell me something and i wasn't going to record an album with <laughs> kill rock stars <laughs> um but yeah it was a really good time and at, it sounds really fun and uh i i was really happy with it and yeah i think it's a you know listen to
1: it <laughs> do digital yeah downloads do they still do records or cds or anything or is it all digital downloads
0: Uh, it's just digital right now. There wasn't any, like, uh, the, the physical release would have put it, pushed it like six weeks, which maybe would have been a good idea in retrospect, because I was on the zoom call with them and I joked about getting it out, that it was important to get it out in time for Christmas because people would buy it for their kids and nobody (laughs) reacted on the zoom call. (laughs) It just sounded like I was an egotistical psychopath. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's there's an urban legend that I've never had fully confirmed, but there's the song "The Final Countdown." It's that like hair metal Mm -hmm. song by the band Europe.
0: Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. love that song.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. The the urban legend I've heard, and if anybody, and if any bananimals work in the record industry, and confirm any of this, the story goes. As It was 1999, and it was going to turn the year 2000. And the band Europe, who was really an 80s band, was like, I bet a ton of people are going to listen to the final countdown as this millennium ends and the next one starts. And so they told their manager to print uh, a million copies <gasps> of the CD single uh, Final Countdown. And the manager faxed this to the record label, but messed up the decimal point. No. And they only made 100000 and the band was furious, and then they only sold 400 copies. <laughs> <laughs> so an awesome story. Where did you hear the story? It's a very specific story. It was an urban legend. It's something I've heard, like, I've heard it twice, and I haven't heard it in. Twenty years or whatever, but I remember hearing it that they were like immediately furious at the manager, and then it sold so bad they were like grateful that they didn't have to pay the back costs of printing one million CDs. So yeah, I, if anybody has ever I heard this, that. let me know. But it's it's been floating around in my life for twenty, I guess twenty three years. So let <laughs>
0: me know. I it's it sounds a lot like that E. T. cartridge uh thing you would hear about like all the atari et games being buried out in the desert or something that is Uh, true i uh, the one the one weird one the one weird urban legend that i thought was just i i remember from being a kid that it's not an urban legend but for some reason i had it in my head that it was illegal to hurt a praying mantis (laughs)
2: Right. Oh yeah, I that they were endangered or something. Right.
0: Right.
1: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I have no idea they're
2: they're endangered because I see them all the time. We get them in L.A. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot of them. (laughs) I had one that had gotten on my car on my bumper, and then we drove somewhere, and then we stopped, and then Olive was like, "There's a praying mantis on the bumper," and I was like, "All right," and then it was like (laughs) he's just been hanging on
0: for that whole ride, and he was there. He's gesturing at your child to tear off the bumper. <laughs> Just two of them.
2: There it is. It's a callback to the first one. It's mm-hmm. a
1: Sonia, in, in honor of Andy's new special, Better Living Through Femistry, that all the bananas should digitally download right away. Here's one about live performance. Okay. Sarah Elizabeth sent this in. Thank you, Sarah Elizabeth. Actor. Andrew Scott halted Hamlet's soliloquy after theater-goer used a laptop to send an email. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. This was in The Guardian. This was by Betsy Reed for The Guardian. She is the best in the business. To BC or not to BCC? That is the question. Wow. Facing a theater-goer watching Andrew Scott's performance of Hamlet, the actor known uh, best known as Fleabag's Hot Priest, has revealed he halted the renowned soliloquy in Shakespeare's play when an audience <laughs> member took out a laptop to send emails. This is so crazy. This for is me. so wild. Uh, a whole laptop. Decided, <laughs> I know. A whole. The laptop. actor decided
2: It would have been better if he just booted up a desktop computer with a CRT monitor in <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like trigger happy TV stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, the actors decided not to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous <laughs> wow. etiquette. Wow. During his run in the 2017 production of Hamlet at London's Almeida Theatre, for which he earned an Olivier nomination. Uh, Speaking to the Happy, Happy, Sad, Confused film podcast, Scott said there was no way he could continue with the speech and refused to resume until the man put his laptop away. Quote, when I was playing Hamlet, a guy took out his laptop. Not his phone, his laptop. While I was in the middle of to be or not to fucking be, said the actor, <laughs> who said he was, uh, thought he was the offending audience member, was sending emails. I was pausing on the stage, like, get on with it. And I was like, there's no way. I stopped for the ages. A woman next to the laptop user appeared to alert him to the situation, and he finally put the laptop away. Oh, so he
2: didn't break character. He, he did it. okay. He just, he just <laughs> waited and stared yes. at the guy
0: it's like alas poor yurik i knew him well to not be on a fucking tablet (laughs) what comes in that dream of dreams must give us pause your goddamn cell phone (laughs) it would be amazing actually wait a second i like what you're
1: doing andy that would be pretty incredible to do the whole thing
0: yeah yeah it's just chastising people in the crowd for different things <laughs> i was i was racing for that to be or not to be cc i was in my head i was rushing for it and you just said it and i was just like ah all right I come in. Good. sorry sorry I yep. good.
2: that's why they're the best in the biz well thank you so much andy for being here uh plug away where can people find you
0: um, you can find me at Andy Iwansio on all of the things, Blue Sky Threads, still on X, out of spite, <laughs> uh, on Facebook, and all of the things, and uh, yeah, a bunch of shows coming up, and yeah, but yeah, go listen to the album. I also have a EP out on Radland Records, a cool. small independent label in from LA.
1: Awesome, your hometown.
0: The Maryland pride
1: surges through your veins And I respect it (laughs) Thanks for coming back to Bananas
0: Thank you Thanks for having me Bananas
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine the Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot
2: is our full human, not a robot intern.
1: Bananas. bananas.